0: This episode of the Windows Into the Bible podcast is brought to you by Windows Into the Bible University, the best way for you to continue studying and learning about the words of the Bible through the world of the Bible. With affordable monthly and annual membership plans, in addition to some incredible free courses and materials, Windows Into the Bible University is a resource like nothing that's out there. Courses are available online, on-demand with video and audio lessons, so there's no such thing as falling behind. You decide the pace you learn at, and we provide you with everything you need to study your Bible like never before. Some of our most popular courses include What is the Bible?, Windows into the Bible?, The Theology of Jesus, and much more. These courses are expert-led with college-level learning and materials at a fraction of the college cost. We guarantee you'll never look at the Bible the same again. Enroll today at WITBUniversity.com. That's WITBUniversity.com.
1: You're listening to the Windows into the Bible podcast with Mark Turnage. Reading the Bible with understanding requires reading the words of the Bible within the world of the Bible. This podcast engages the spatial, historical, cultural, and spiritual world of the Bible to help transform how you read and understand the Bible. Have questions or want to interact with Mark? Tweet us using the hashtag WITBQuestions or email them to questions at WITBpodcast.com. For more insights, information about the podcast, and bonus resources and notes for each episode, visit WITBpodcast.com. Now, let's get into today's episode.
0: Then a blind and dumb demoniac was brought to him and he healed him. So that the dumb man spoke and saw, and all the people were amazed and said, Can this be the Son of David? As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked, What was happening? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Then he shouted, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Seven times within the Gospels, people acclaimed Jesus as Son of David. Each instance is a healing or an exorcism. What does the Son of David have to do with healings and exorcisms? Hi, I'm Mark. Do you ever feel confused when you read the Bible? Do you feel like you're missing things the author intended for you to understand? Would you like to gain clarity and confidence in reading the Bible? Welcome to the Windows into the Bible podcast, where we use the world of the Bible to help you understand the words of the Bible. To understand the words of the Bible, we must read them in their world, in their context. But to read them in their world means that we have to develop nuance. Most understand the phrase, Son of David, as a messianic title. Now, some Jews expected the appearance of an anointed king, the Son of David, The Gospels of Matthew and Luke, as well as the writings of Paul, identify Jesus' lineage as belonging to the house of David. So, Son of David refers to the Davidic Messiah. Therefore, the acclamation of Jesus as Son of David proclaims Him as the Messiah. Right? Or does it? The Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, contain an interesting incident where Jesus asked why some called the Messiah the Son of David. Jesus' question in the subsequent response indicates that he did not accept the caricature of the Messiah as Son of David. And then there's the issue of the healings and exorcisms. How do they fit? Here is where we develop nuance. Not every mention of the Son of David is messianic. To understand this, we have to ask, who was the son of David? One of David's most well-known sons was Solomon, who succeeded his father as king of Israel. The Bible describes Solomon requesting wisdom from God at the beginning of his reign in 1 Kings chapter 3, but it gives few anecdotes of Solomon's wisdom to support its claim that we find in 1 Kings 5 that, quote, And the wisdom of Solomon was greater than all the people of the East and all the wisdom of the Egyptians. The nature of Solomon's wisdom then became a source of speculation within post-biblical Judaism. David and Solomon both became connected with healings and exorcisms within ancient Judaism. If he was the wisest man to have lived, then his wisdom must extend to healing and driving away evil spirits. This is how they reasoned. Now, David gets connected to healings and exorcisms for two reasons. One, he is anointed by Samuel, and when he is anointed, he receives the Spirit. The Spirit was seen as anointing him for prophetic activity, like the composition of the Psalms. But it also goes to this very interesting story that we find about how Saul was plagued by an evil spirit, and when David would play his harp, Saul would come at peace. And in fact, in ancient Jewish sources, we find this story being used to validate David as a source of healings and exorcisms. We find in the work of Pseudophilo's biblical antiquities, this story being told this way. And in that time, the Spirit of the Lord was taken away from Saul, and an evil spirit was choking him. And Saul sent and brought David, and he played a song on his lyre by night and this was the song he played for Saul in order that the evil spirit might depart from him now obviously this song is not in the biblical text this is something that is being added by the author of pseudophilos' biblical antiquities here's the song darkness and silence were before the world was made and silence spoke a word and the darkness became light then your name that of the evil spirit, was pronounced in the drawing together of what had been spread out, the upper of which was called heaven, and the lower was called earth. And the upper part was commanded to bring down rain according to its season, and the lower part was commanded to produce food for all things that had been made. And after these was the tribe of your spirits made. And now do not be troublesome as one created on the second day, But if not, remember Tartarus, where you walk. Or is it enough for you to hear that through what resounds before you I sing to many? Or do you not remember that you were created for a resounding echo in the chaos? But let the new womb from which I was born rebuke you, from which after a time one born from my loins, Solomon, will rule over you. As long as David sang, The Spirit. Spared Saul. Now, Josephus, the Jewish historian of the first century, in his Antiquities, is also going to tell the same biblical story and also ascribe to David the ability to exercise demons. Josephus writes, Saul was beset by some misfortunes and demons which caused him such suffocations and strangulations that the physicians could devise no other remedy except for ordering a search for someone who could exercise and play the harp, and who, whenever the demons might come and torment Saul, would stand over his head and play and recite his hymns. For Saul would repeatedly be exercised by him, David. David. And whenever the demons would afflict Saul, David was the only physician against their tormenting as he would utter his hymns and play his harp and make Saul return to his senses. If you're enjoying the Windows Into the Bible podcast, I want to tell you quickly about another great and affordable resource that we offer to help deepen your study and understanding of the Bible. The Windows Into the Bible Book Club and Bible Study is a virtual, on-demand book club and Bible study like no other. Each month, the Book Club and Bible Study reads a book chosen specifically to enhance your understanding of the world of the Bible. And that book is paired with a digital Bible study. It's all recorded and saved so that you can make progress no matter when you begin. For just $10 a month, every member of the book club and Bible study receives a Bible study notes and videos delivered to your inbox three times a week. A members-only Facebook group for discussion and more resources. Two live virtual discussions with the book club each month, led by that month's expert or author. All materials are available on demand so you can read and learn at your own pace. This is just the low-stress, no-fuss Bible study and book club that you've been looking for. It's designed to deepen your study and understanding of the Bible for just $10 a month. Go to witbuniversity.com to join today. That's witbuniversity.com. See you there. Now, among the Dead Sea Scrolls in Cave 11, We find one of the psalm scrolls that was discovered there at the end has this kind of concluding paragraph about David's role in the composition of psalms. And it says this, And David the son of Jesse was wise, and a light like the light of the sun, and literate and discerning and perfect in all his ways before God and men. And the Lord gave him a discerning and enlightened spirit, and he wrote 3,600 psalms, and songs to sing before the altar over the whole burnt daily offering every day, for all these days of the year, 364, and for the Korban of the Sabbaths, 52 songs, and for the Korban of the new moons, and for all the solemn assemblies, and for the Day of Atonement, 30 songs, And all the songs that he spoke were 446, and songs for making music over the stricken, four. And the total was 4,050. All these he spoke through prophecy, which was given him before the Most High. Then also in cave 11 was found a scroll that included some psalms ascribed to David that were connected, again, with exorcism. The first of these psalms read, Of David concerning the words of incantation in the name of Yahweh, the act of Solomon when he invoked the name of Yahweh, the spirits and the demons, there's a blank, these are the demons, and the prince of hostility, he is Belial who rules over the depths of darkness. Now, although fragmentary, we can see here a psalm connecting David and Solomon to the ruling and exercising of demonic powers. Another one, of David, concerning the words of incantation in the name of Yahweh, invoke on every occasion the heavens, and then there's a blank, Belial shall come to you and shall say, To him, who are you, O offspring of man, and of the seed of the holy ones? Your face is a face of emptiness, and your horns are horns of a dream. You are darkness and not light, deceit and not righteousness. And finally, within this scroll, we find a version of Psalm 91 of David. He that dwells in the shelter of the Most High, in the shadow of the Almighty he lodges. He will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God, is the safety in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. In his pinions he will cover you, and under his wings you will reside. His grace will be for you a shield, and his truth a buckler, Selah. Now, some of David's psalms, like Psalm 91, were seen as psalms of the afflicted. Notice that in the gospel story of Satan's temptation of Jesus, he actually quotes Psalm 91 to Jesus. Now, this pertains to David, and yes, we did find a couple of mentions of Solomon. But now we turn to Jewish speculation about Solomon in the world of ancient Judaism. And in a work known as The Wisdom of Solomon, Solomon is speaking, and he outlines or expands or explains the wisdom that God had given him. For it is he who gave me, Solomon, unerring knowledge of what exists, to know the structure of the world and the activity of the elements, the beginning and the end and the middle of times, the alternations of the solstices and the changes of the seasons, the cycles of the year and the constellations of the stars, the natures of animals and the tempers of wild animals, the powers of spirits and the thoughts of human beings, the varieties of plants and the virtues of roots. I learn both what is secret and what is manifest for wisdom, the fashioner of all things taught me. Then again, we hear a very important passage in Josephus, in his Antiquities, where again, he is going to pick up on the wisdom of Solomon. But more than that, he's going to connect it to a story that he was aware of, in which Solomon plays a role in the exorcism of a demon that Josephus himself witnessed. And God granted him, Solomon, knowledge of the art used against demons for the benefit of healing of men. He also composed incantations by which illnesses are relieved and left behind forms of exorcisms with which those possessed by demons drive them out never to return. And this kind of cure is a very great power among us to this day, for I have seen a certain Eliezer, a countryman of mine, In the presence of Vespasian, this is the Roman general who began the fight against the Jewish rebel forces during the first Jewish revolt, and then in the year 69 was proclaimed by the Eastern Roman legions as emperor of Rome, and then leaves the sacking of Jerusalem and the destruction of its temple to his son Titus. In the presence of Vespasian, his sons, tribunes, and a number of other soldiers, free a man possessed by demons, and this was the manner of the cure. He put to the nose of the possessed man a ring, which he had under its seal one of the roots prescribed by Solomon. And then as the man smelled it, drew out the demon through his nostrils. And when the man fell at once down, adjured the demon never to come back into him, speaking Solomon's name and reciting the incantations which he had composed. Then wishing to convince the bystanders and prove to them that he had this power, Eliezer placed a cup or a foot basin full of water a little way off and commanded the demon as it went out of the man to overturn it and make known to the spectators that he had left the man. And when this was done, the understanding and wisdom of Solomon were clearly revealed on account of which we have been induced to speak of these things, in order that all men may know the greatness of his nature and how God favored him, and that no one under the sun may be ignorant of the king's surpassing virtue of every kind. We also find a work written in the Roman period known as the Testament of Solomon, where It describes interactions and dialogues between Solomon and demons. The acclamation of Jesus as Son of David during his ministry within the Gospels happens in the context of a healing or an exorcism. People sought healing and deliverance from demonic oppression from him, as attributed to Solomon, the son of David. As we encounter more of the world of the New Testament, we gain the ability to read it in a nuanced manner. Such nuance reflects a growing comfort within the world of ancient Judaism, and our presence there isn't quite so foreign. I'm Mark Turnage, and this is the Windows into the Bible podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at the WITB Podcast. You can comment and send questions to us there, which we will answer on a future episode. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Turnage, M-A-R-C-T-U-R-N-A-G-E. See you next time. We hope you're enjoying the Windows into the Bible podcast. If you are, help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. This helps the show get seen and heard by even more people looking to learn about the world of the Bible. And by subscribing, you make sure new episodes to the podcast show up in your feed as soon as they go live. Give us a rating, a review, and subscribe. And most of all, keep listening. Mark. One of the reasons I wanted to start the Windows Into the Bible podcast was to show how, by accessing the world of the Bible, we can better understand the words of the Bible. This philosophy has been at the core of my entire career because I know from firsthand experience how knowing the world of the Bible completely transforms your understanding and study of the Bible. But nothing, not even a podcast, transforms how you read the Bible like actually going to the land of the Bible in person to experience it for yourself. Offering the finest on-site, expert-led trips and experiences to the world of the Bible, Biblical Expeditions has taken thousands of Bible readers and travelers from around the world to the lands of the Bible with trips to Israel, turkey greece jordan italy and egypt if you are a church leader and are interested in organizing a trip for your church or interested in joining a group to the lands of the bible reach out and the biblical expeditions team can make that happen go to biblical-expeditions.com To learn more about biblical expeditions and upcoming trips and learn how you can finally transform your study of the Bible by actually going to the land of the Bible on a life-changing trip, that's biblical-expeditions.com. We use the world of the Bible to transform how you read the words of the Bible.
1: been listening to the Windows into the Bible podcast with Mark Turnage. If you have questions related to this episode, tweet them to us using the hashtag WITBquestions or email them to questions at WITBpodcast.com. You can also find resources related to this and other episodes at WITBpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.